Is there something wrong? Warning. Live support failure on all decks. Abandon ship. Maybe it is time to take command. Bridge to Captain. Join Jan Shaw updating current events as only Jan can. Library computer. Data being received. To go where too few have gone before. A production of Cosmic Reality Radio. Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw. I'm known as the Success Alchemist. You can find me at the successalchemist.net, at the webalchemist.net, at empoweredmanifestation.com, on Facebook and YouTube, Jan Shaw the Success Alchemist, and on Twitter at Coach Jan Shaw. And apologies ahead of the main part of the show. Um, my place in the RV park is now much closer to the highway, so I apologise in advance for any background noise because there are a lot of bikers here for this Labor Day weekend and they're going up and down the highway and I'm afraid I can't do anything about it. And on that note, happy Labor Day weekend and I hope you have a fun time with this uh, long weekend. Okay, so the title of today's show is The War on Ascension, Afghanistan Disgrace and Traitors in Our Midst, and vaccine failure. And the date today is the 4th of September 2021. So I'm going to start with an email that I received from uh, James Gilliland, who runs the Isseti Ranch. And this is on the subject of the War on Ascension Message for Humanity. It is said we are not fighting a war of flesh and bones, but a war against principalities and spirit. This is the big picture, unless factored in, nothing else makes sense. To be enlightened is to be in knowledge of all of it, both sides of the coin, the agenda's goals and modus operandi of the light and dark. The light side is all about empowerment, service to others, operating under universal law, which in its simplest form is universal peace, brother and sisterly love, individual freedom and prosperity for all. There are multidimensional legions of beings operating under universal law in service to humanity and the earth as well as the creator in all creation. Many of these beings are spiritually and technologically advanced off-worlders as well as those who ascended from earth known as ascended masters, angelic guides, male and female. Just as there is a light side, there is a dark side. There are those off-worlders who are technologically advanced, yet spiritually backwards, in service to self, often referred to but not limited to greys and reptilians, the grey alliance. There are masters of the dark, demons, disfigured malevolent people trapped in the astral levels or fourth dimension, some call the lower fourth density. Most are there due to extreme attachment, confusion or a history of breaking universal law. Satanic stroke Luciferian groups work with these dark energies to influence and gain power over others and wealth regardless of any negative impact or how it affects humanity and the earth. Unfortunately, these people assume authority beyond what is given and gravitate to positions of power and influence. From these positions, they prey on the ignorant and less fortunate. They are replete within the political, religious and business institutions, including the movie and music industry. They own and control the mainstream and social media designed to socially engineer the people to meet their agendas. This will all be made known. It is said a man's or woman's character is established by their actions. Watch their actions off stage, out of the public eye. The facades and masks are coming down. The truth will no longer be suppressed. The war on ascension is a war on evolving consciousness. It is a war on your body, your mind and your spirit. The war on the body has several fronts. They have polluted the air with manufacturing and energy generating waste, chemtrails and geoengineering. 
They pollute the water with a myriad of toxic carcinogenic chemicals, fluoride. They have polluted your food with toxic additives and preservatives. The pollution and destruction of the land as well to keep you enslaved through dependency. Oil, coal and nuclear fit into these categories. We have had free energy, anti-stroke counter-gravity and interplanetary travel since the early 60s. Where is it? Would that free the people, clean up the environment? It is as if these tyrants are at war with creation in their unbridled greed and they are at that because the darkness they serve demands it. Now they're going after your DNA. Why would they go after your DNA? Did you know the name Yahweh is written or coded into your DNA? And that's spelt Y-H-W-H. Man stroke woman are created in the same image and likeness of God, creator, great spirit. You have the DNA of the gods. You also have the spark that can be ignited into the full flame. The one consciousness that encompasses all consciousness on all planes and dimensions throughout the universe. Knowing and owning this is their greatest fear. Those trying to alter your DNA are working against God's plan. Doing the work of the dark force is pure and simple. Your DNA is being activated in the process known as ascension. The whole planet is ascending. What happens when one ascends or becomes enlightened? They cannot be controlled. What happens to the tyrants when the people and the earth ascend? Game over. They are hell-bent, literally, on stopping ascension. There are those who feed off the suppression, pain and suffering without which their world would no longer exist. These are the forces and motives behind the enslavement, pain and suffering throughout history and not just earth history. It is a war between God and evil and it is multidimensional. Before the condescending spiritual egos pop up and say you are polarising, creating fear and division, going biblical on us, these, my friends, are one of many psyops created within the spiritual community to allow the dark side to function unchallenged. A half-truth created and perpetuated by the dark side. Those aligned with the dark side are agenda and profit-driven. Those who work for the light are heart and service-driven. It matters not what culture, religion, gender or belief. The dark hearts have moved into positions of power they control the money, the mainstream and social media, the medical industry and those agencies charged with oversight. The, the WHO, the WHO, the CDC and the FDA are funded by the vaccine makers, mainly the Gates Foundation, the CCP, Chinese Communist Party and other global elites. These agencies are revolving doors between Big Pharma and the agencies. It recently came to light there were massive bribes by the major vaccine companies to officials in these agencies as well as politicians etc to promote even mandate the vaccines. The main funders of these integrity challenged agencies funded the gain of function bioweapons known as COVID-19 and the mysterious, non-verifiable variants all waiting in line to be released to perpetuate their profit and, agent and agendas. This corruption includes many of the enforcement agencies, alphabet agencies, and even some high-level officials in the military who have all abandoned their oath. The Hippocratic Oath and the Oath to Serve God and Country protect the people and the Constitution. The white hats are those within the political, religious, medical, business institutions and agencies who remember and abide by their oaths. The lines are being drawn, cho choices are being made and those choices will have consequences determining one's future. Little hint, God wins. Another little hint, when you pass this plane, you will have a light review where you will experience and feel all the pain, suffering and loss inflicted on others. This is unavoidable. I think he means the, lot, the pain, suffering and loss that you have inflicted on others, not the whole of it. 
Action, stroke, reaction or karma is being accelerated. No rock will be left unturned. All the iniquities will be shouted from the rooftops. The wheat is being separated from the chaff. Sound familiar? Some call it the Great Awakening. Others call it Ascension. This is not spiritual mumbo-jumbo or woo-woo. It is prophecy and science coming together. The Schumann frequency is off the scale with one massive influx of energy after the other. CMEs, coronal mass ejections or solar flares are also on the increase. This is exponentially getting stronger. Our solar system is going through a highly energised position in space and the electromagnetic light spectrum is increasing with more bands being added. There is also a massive influx of consciousness and energy due to the higher dimensional beings adding their consciousness and energy to the collective consciousness and energy of Earth. Creator has given its best for these times. Imagine the impact that will have on this civilization socially, energetically, physically, right down to the atomic structure, your very DNA. Did you know cosmic energies create changes in your DNA and cosmic energies, according to NASA, have increased exponentially? This is the creator at work. All the suns are connected to a great central sun. The source of what is happening is beyond this solar system, beyond this dimension. Most cannot even comprehend what is unfolding. When you understand what is in the experimental gene therapy, the operating system injected into you they call a vaccine, what it does to your DNA, how it can disconnects you spiritually, can be manipulated externally with 5G, putting your life on a timer to meet their population reduction guidelines, you will understand the real agenda and who is behind it. It is anti-Christ consciousness, anti-life. It is a war on ascension by those who want total domination over every aspect of your life. Billionaire eugenicists, satanic luciferians, void of compassion and empathy, that sold their souls a long time ago for power and wealth. They are agenda and profit-driven regardless of consequence to you, your families and the earth. This includes the crippling and death of millions, some of which has already happened. They have financed both sides of every war since Napoleon. For those who cannot comprehend this because it is so evil, that is what they are counting on. They are counting on the ignorance and denial of the masses as well as the lack of impeccable integrity infinite excuses for not doing what is right. The one thing the dark hearts did not factor in, the soul activation and awakening of the masses, divine intervention and another plan, the origin of which is on high, beyond their perception. Ascension, the great awakening, the spiritual revolution. No matter what you call it, it is here. It is time to find the impeccable integrity within. Honour your oaths, follow your heart, and be of service to the Creator within all creation, humanity, and the earth. The winning side. We are eternal souls, and it is better to die free in integrity, in service to Creator and all creation, than to be a slave to the darkness. What you do now will not only determine your future in this life, it will determine where you go in the hereafter and the future of generations to come. The law is on your side, universal or God's law. They are breaking constitutional law, the Nuremberg Codes and the MA International Code of Ethics. I think that's Medical Association. They have broken their Hippocratic Oaths and Oaths to Serve God and Country, protect, protecting the Constitution and the people. Government has but one function to preserve your rights and freedom, not violate them. Doing otherwise is sedition or treason. They have declared war on the very people they profess to serve. We have complied with systematic stolen authority that has become a cancer on the back of the Republic. It is time for peaceful non-compliance with the illegal, unscientific and harmful mandates that have destroyed our health and our economy, which was always the end goal of the tyrants. It is time for critical thinking, time to do your own research, step away from social engineering, mainstream and social media. 
It is time to stand in truth, stand in our divinity, protect the next generation and hold those who are transgressing on those rights accountable. Another word for unlawful authority is tyranny. America was founded on freedom from tyranny. It is inherently against tyranny. Coming together and supporting each other in peaceful non-compliance is the answer. It cuts the legs off of tyranny. The beginning. James Gilliland. Please share far and wide. Permission granted. Okay, so all my listeners I know are awakened on the ascension path because we're not taking any of the nonsense that the uh, mainstream media and the corrupt politicians and the corrupt medical so-called professionals are trying to force down our throats. So we just need to grow our community. So the next topic I want to cover is the Afghanistan disgrace. And there's so much going on related to this that I'm not going to be able to go through the whole of some of the articles that I've got together um, but definitely there are traitors in our midst and of course the Biden administration is trying to blame the absolute abject failure of Biden's withdrawal from Afghanistan on Trump on the Trump administration but uh, I'm afraid that won't hold water because more and more people are, are really seeing um the absolute disaster that Biden is and are turning against him. So this is all good. And I know a couple of weeks ago, and I mentioned it last week as well, I was saying that I had a feeling that this was part of the movie that perhaps Trump and the Taliban were working together as a result of the negotiations that happened. And some of the things that Biden and his administration are doing just seems so extremely um, farcical that I still am kind of holding that possibility. I mean, look at Biden. He behaved absolutely appallingly um, at the homecoming of the 13 uh, dead servicemen checking his watch five times, I believe. And I did read somewhere, even every time one of the coffins came off the aeroplane. And there are stories about the Gold Star parents really turning on Biden. And there was one father who, when his injured son was brought back to the U.S., um, Biden tried to visit and the the father just wouldn't let him in because he's so disgusted by the fact that his son was injured as a result of uh, Biden's incompetence. And then there was the, uh, in Congress, the Republicans held a, mo a minute of silence in respect to the fallen Marines and other service people. And Pelosi refused to allow them to read out the 13 names. Now, if that isn't despicable, I don't know what is. And, you know, this is really more optics in a way to expose the true nature of these people. So I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, you would think the Democrats would continue to want to maintain support but by covering up the true nature of these people or their true nature. But it's it's blatant. I don't know whether this is just absolute um, arrogance, believing that they, you know, they have all the power and nothing will change that because, of course, they stole the 2020 election, so possibly believe that they'll remain in power no matter what, by just using the same illegal tactics. But anyway, um, it's disgusting a lot of people. And there's a story as well about a 
a diner owner in Florida who put a notice on the door that says if if you are a Biden supporter, if you support this incompetent, I can't remember the wording exactly, but this incompetent person in the White House who was the cause of the death of 13 servicemen, then take your business elsewhere. And they were they received so much support, so much more custom, that they had to close the diner because they ran out of food. And this is indicative of how people feel and think about Biden. And Sunday, tomorrow, there's going to be a huge flotilla of Trump supporters um, in Florida, and they're, they're aiming to create a world record. So all of these Trump supporters coming out, which again really um, exposes the lie of Biden and his 81 million supporters, which was completely farcical, of course. No way did he get that level of support. So I'm just going to start with a short article, which is really a summary of an interview um, with Fast and Furious whistleblower Jeffrey Prava. This is Forbidden Knowledge TV. Uh, Prava is a veteran of the DEA and the 4th Psychological Operations Group in the Army Special Forces. And he says that the Biden administration abandoned Americans, mothers and children, leaving them to die in a planned, purposeful betrayal of Americans in Afghanistan and our Afghanistan allies. And he does kind of a background to all the other illegal activities, treasonous activities that have happened under different administrations. As evidence of this, he says that active special ops were relieved of duty for rescue operations. Regardless, many veterans are running private rescue and recovery operations. Horribly, our federal agencies are trying to stop them. This is an amazing in-depth report with a great guest, Peter Donovan, and a great opening. In Fast and Furious, Obama ran thousands of guns to the Sinaloa cartel in Mexico. Those guns murdered agents Brian Terry, Jamie Zapata, and hundreds of Americans. In Bagram, Biden ran hundreds of thousands of guns to the Taliban. Those guns are murdering Americans and our allies as I speak. In Benghazi, Obama abandoned four Americans and allowed Muslim terrorists to murder and sodomize our ambassador. In Kabul, Biden abandoned thousands of trapped Americans, then told them to leave. Like Kayla Muller, they too will be raped and murdered. In Syria and Iran, Obama gave millions to our enemies. In Afghanistan, Biden gave them millions. Fast and Furious was an international covert gun-running operation. Benghazi was an international covert gun-running operation. Syria was an international covert gun-running operation. Now Biden's CIA, State Department, big tech CEOs and China puppeteers have turned Afghanistan into Fast and Furious writ large. Millions will die by bomb, bullet or jab and abandoned Americans will become Taliban hostages. China will maintain Taliban and Al-Qaeda's new US tanks, hellos and arms. Then whatever China tells Taliban, the Taliban will tell Biden. And then this child molester monster will inflict it on us with a sneer. So that really shows the pattern of um, criminal activities that have been happening over the years. So I'm going to move on now to an article by Epoch Times. And the title is, Last American Military Plane Leaves Afghanistan Ending 20-Year War. And this is from a general. But the disgusting thing is that the deadline was the 31st of August, which Biden um, said he would keep that deadline that was set by the Taliban. So Biden, the supposed leader of the most powerful country in the world, caved to the Taliban and, um, you know, 
really sullied the reputation of the USA around the world. Um, to have left a day early, August 30th, because this was the date of the article, to me is appalling when there were still so many people trying to get out of Afghanistan and away from the threat of the terrorist Taliban. The, the article reads, the United States officially has ended its military presence in Afghanistan with the final US military flight out of Kabul concluding 20 years of American involvement after the September 11, 2001 attacks. U.S. Central Command, CENTCOM, head General Frank McKenzie said during a televised address that the last C-17 military plane cleared Afghan airspace after lifting off at around 3.29 p.m. Eastern Time, August 30th. That came hours before President Joe Biden's August 31st deadline for shutting down the final airlift. I'm here to announce the completion of our withdrawal from Afghanistan and the end of the military mission to evacuate American citizens, third country nationals and vulnerable Afghans, McKenzie said on August 30th. There are still Americans who remain in Afghanistan in the low hundreds, he said, in response to a reporter's question, adding that the military and State Department will work to evacuate those individuals. A Pentagon spokesman earlier on August 30th said that around 600 still remain in the country. We didn't get out everyone that we wanted to get out, the general said, adding that it is a tough situation. Well, imagine that. And Biden said they wouldn't leave anyone behind. They would get anyone who wanted to leave out of the country. Hmm, another lie. Yeah, in fact, he goes on to say, Mackenzie's comments, however, appear to contradict a statement made by Biden when he told ABC News on August 18th, if there are American citizens left in Afghanistan, we're going to stay to get, to, get them all out. The U.S. pullout from Afghanistan ended with a rushed evacuation that extracted more than 100,000 people beginning August 14th as the Taliban took over Kabul following a blistering military offensive that lasted only a few days. On August 26th, ISIS terrorists carried out a bombing at the Kabul airport, killing scores of Afghan civilians and 13 American soldiers. Biden now faces condemnation at home and abroad, not so much for ending the war as for his handling of a final evacuation that unfolded in chaos and raised doubts about U.S. credibility. Biden has repeatedly defended his administration's handling of the evacuation, although he and other administration officials provided conflicting details about the situation on the ground in Kabul. There were also questions raised about the intelligence reports used by the Pentagon and top military leaders regarding the speed at which the Taliban took over the country and the fall of the US-backed Afghan government and army. Pentagon chief Lloyd Austin and other generals said they received no intelligence suggesting the country's government would collapse in just 11 days to the Taliban, designated by some federal agencies as a terrorist group. Meanwhile, the administration received blowback over the billions of dollars in American weapons, vehicles, aircraft and other equipment that were seized by the Taliban. The final U.S. exit included the withdrawal of its diplomats, through the, although the State Department has left open the possibility of resuming some level of diplomacy with the Taliban, depending on how they conduct themselves in establishing a government and adhering to international pleas for the protection of human rights. Previously, the Trump administration negotiated with the Taliban over the course of months, setting a withdrawal date for May 1st. Biden pushed back the withdrawal date to coincide with the anniversary of the September 11th terrorist attack. A new threat posed by the Afghan pullout and Taliban takeover is the ISIS terrorist group. When the Taliban took over, its members released numerous ISIS members from prisons across the country. Mackenzie made note of the threat posed by ISIS, saying the Taliban, an enemy of ISIS, will now have to deal with the group. Now, something even more sickening is a report 
Department of Defence new identity of suicide bomber in airport attack denied permission to take him out. And this was from Law Enforcement Today and it was published on the 2nd. Kabul, Afghanistan, this is what you call a bombshell. In an interview this week on Univision, a former defence official told host Georges Ramos that the Defence Department was aware of the identity of the suicide bomber who struck outside the Kabul airport in Afghanistan last week and in fact had a lock on him but were denied permission to take him out. And it's got a tweet from George Bonilla, her former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defence, Roger Pardo Mora, the DOD had foreknowledge of the Kabul bomber and denied permission to fire to the Predator drone that had a lock on the bomber. The suicide bombing resulted in the deaths of 13 American service members and injuries to around 20 more, some critically. Over 150 Afghans were killed in the attack. Roger Pardo Mora, former U.S. De- Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Western Hemisphere Affairs under the George W. Bush administration, told Ramos that the DOD was denied permission to use a Predator drone to take out the suicide bomber. Pardo Mora cited unnamed Department of Defense sources. He explained that the only reason could be that at the time of the suicide bombing, the U.S. was involved in sensitive negotiations with the Taliban, and the belief may have been that any aggressive move by the U.S. may have been seen as undermining those negotiations. This latest revelation comes as Joe Biden's approval numbers, including among Democrats, have nosedived in the wake of the botched withdrawal from Afghanistan. And of course, as I said earlier, we still have many people, U.S. citizens particularly, still stuck in Afghanistan. And this is the most recent report on this from Epoch Times. This was published yesterday. As reports come in of U.S. citizens still in Afghanistan, GOP reps question numbers quoted by Biden admin. Republican Congress members are disputing the numbers the Biden administration is quoting of Americans left behind in Afghanistan after the last U.S. troops left the country on Monday, citing the calls their offices are getting from citizens stranded in a country now under Taliban rule. President Joe Biden said in an address Tuesday, now we believe that about 100 to 200 Americans remain in Afghanistan with some intention to leave. I mean, this man just makes me so angry. Most of those who remain are dual citizens, long-time residents who had earlier decided to stay because of their family roots in Afghanistan, adding the bottom line, 98% of Americans in Afghanistan who wanted to leave were able to leave. And I suppose I must remind myself that we are watching a movie and this isn't really Biden. It's an actor or actors playing the part. So I'll just uh, remember that. Republicans have been urging the Biden administration to continue rescue efforts in Afghanistan as their offices receive calls from those still stranded in Afghanistan. At least 24 students from Southern California are stuck in Afghanistan, officials said this week. The students, as well as some parents, are stranded in the Central Asian country after going there for a summer trip. A spokesman for the Cajun Valley Union School District confirmed via email to the Epoch Times. I must say, considering what was going to be happening in Afghanistan, that seemed a very foolhardy trip to take students on knowing what, you know, knowing the kind of country that they're going into. But it says they were visiting relatives and then found themselves stranded after the Taliban took over the country in mid-August. And then there was a report that a Republican representative, Mark Wayne Mullen, was, um, had disappeared in presumably Afghanistan, but that turned out to not be true. He'd just been, he'd just gone dark in his words for a time. Um, This is Representative Mark Wayne Mullen, Biden admin lying about Afghanistan. President has blood on his hands. And this is Fox News. Mullen denied reports he eventually ended up in Tajikistan, 
but had strong words for the U.S. ambassador in Dushanbe. President Biden has blood on his hands regarding the Afghanistan crisis and the Democrats' administration has been lying to the American people, a member of the House Intelligence Committee asserted Friday after returning from the region. U.S. Representative Mark Wayne Mullen, Republican Oklahoma, shared details of his overseas trip during an appearance on Fox News' special report with Brett Beyer. Mullen told Fox News the White House and Pentagon were lying about the conditions that American citizens in Afghanistan have been facing and about the purported ease with which Americans reached the Kabul airport while U.S. forces were still on the ground. The congressman recently returned from a semi-secretive trip to Asia to help bring home Americans stranded in Afghanistan following Biden's withdrawal process. The lawmaker told Bayer that the State Department wasn't being truthful with the American people and that he spent nearly a dozen hours on the phone with the department while trying in vain to land in Afghanistan. I want to make it very clear I wasn't looking to try to get in Afghanistan. People started calling me wanting help. And we had been getting friends of mine that were in the service that said, can you help our interpreter get out? which we had a lot of conversations about that. Then we started getting phone calls from people that had family members or friends that were American citizens, he said. At first, Mullen, in his capacity as a House member, sought to sponsor a flight to get 20 Americans out of the Taliban-controlled country and back to the US after several federal agencies turned the group down. Everybody kept denying them, and then they asked, would you go with us? These are tier one operators. These are Delta guys, special forces. These guys are legit. I'm nobody. I'm just a congressman, he said. He then left the US and ended up circling Hamid Karzai International Airport in Kabul for hours because his request to land repeatedly got denied, he said. Every time they cancelled, the agency that was trying to get us in would give us a new one. They actually went into the tower to say let them land. We were on the phone with them texting. We couldn't talk. We were texting back and forth. And they kept issuing us a new one. And they would never let us in Afghanistan, he said, adding that he suspects the delay led to the disappearance or death of at least one of the American citizens he was seeking to help rescue. Unfortunately, one of our American citizens and her two-year-old son, and I believe it was her father to which I had passports on, we lost contact on because they were at Abbey Gate and a few hours later the Abbey Gate blew up. We haven't had any contact with them since. I believe it's because they were caught up in that. So what they did by playing politics on this, for whatever reason, I don't know who shut us down, but I think it was 100% directed from the State Department. Mullin went on to deny reports. He and his group then decided to try to go to try going to neighbouring Tajikistan, but he confirmed that the top US diplomat in Dushanbe was similarly difficult to work with. Other reports that I don't have time to go into is that um, people are receiving horrifying calls from people stranded in uh, Afghanistan. Remember Jen Psaki saying, no, they're not stranded. We're going to get everybody out who wants to leave. Another example of the Biden admin lying. Um, We've got a report that somebody at the State Department put the phone down on uh, somebody calling in from Afghanistan wanting to know how they were going to be able to leave the country. Um, There's also uh, reports that the Biden admin is scrubbing records of the uh, military equipment that was left in Afghanistan They're doing it saying that they're removing records that have any um, information about some of the people left there so that they're not targeted by the Taliban, but appears that's not really what's happening. They're trying to cover up the quantity and value of all the equipment left. And, of course, Taliban did a victory parade with all the American weaponry to add insult to injury. Um, And then we have uh, a Marine who resigns after being relieved of duty for calling out woke brass. 
and it's titled Selfless Bravery, and this is Patriot Fetch. And this was uh, August 30th. Semper Fidelis, always faithful, is the proud motto of the United States Marine Corps. This weekend, Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller selflessly performed another act of bravery as significant as any warrior laying down his life in a time of conflict. To save fellow Marines against a woke brass, he refused to take responsibility for their horrendous decisions, which resulted in the needless deaths of 13 young Americans on the battlefield. In what was perhaps a defining moment for many young Marines currently serving, along with the hundreds of thousands of veterans, Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller laid his 17-year military career on the line and did the unthinkable. He publicly challenged these generals, those generals, who apparently sat by silent and allowed self-serving political bureaucrats to define the military strategy in, in exiting Afghanistan. This horrific mistake resulted in what can only be described as the most humiliating, embarrassing and tragic withdrawal in American history. On Sunday, Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller followed through on his promise to resign after being relieved of duty over a video clip that surfaced on Fox News. It shows Lieutenant Colonel Scheller sitting at his desk demanding accountability from senior military leaders who apparently advised Biden on the botched-up withdrawal. The ineptitude resulted in the deaths of those service members as most likely the abandonment of American citizens along with Afghan allies who will be at the mercy of Taliban thugs once we leave. In the video clip, Lieutenant Colonel Scheller acknowledged that his military career would most likely come to an end after criticising by name Marine Commandant, Commandant General David H. Berger, Defence Secretary Lloyd Austin and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff General Mark A. Milley, whom he said are supposed to advise. Scheller, who had just three years left before retirement, said, I could stay in the Marine Corps for another three years, but I don't think that's the path I'm on. I'm resigning my commission as a United States Marine effective now. Adding, I am forfeiting retirements, all entitlements. I don't want a single dollar. I don't want any money from the VA. I don't want any VA benefits, even though I'm sure I'm entitled 100%. For those who've never worn the uniform, Scheller's selfless act of posting the brief video clip on Thursday calling out woke military leaders was an immediate career-ending move. However, it could also have been, if the military had decided, a court-martial offence. And Dinesh D'Souza tweeted, So the generals who disgrace their country fire and expel the one lieutenant colonel brave enough to call them out for their lies and incompetence. What a fitting metaphor for a dysfunctional military command under a dysfunctional commander-in-chief. I'm not saying we need to be in Afghanistan forever, but I am saying, did any of you throw your rank on the table and say, hey, it's a bad idea to evacuate Bagram Airfield, a strategic airbase, before we evacuate everyone, Shella said last Thursday. Did anyone do that? And when you didn't think to do that, did anyone raise their hand and say, we completely messed up? The five-minute video clip created a firestorm within the Marine Corps and without a doubt among the six members of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. In reality, the Joint Chiefs act more like politicians than military leaders concerned about those young men and women in uniform fighting on the battlefield. I'm not saying we can take back what has been done. All I asked for was accountability, for people to comment on what I said and to say, yes, mistakes were made. And had they done that, I would have gone back into rank and file, submitted and accomplished what I wanted, Scheller said. Scheller said that when asked by his boss the following day what he was trying to accomplish, he told him that he wanted senior leaders to accept accountability. I think them accepting accountability would do more for service members with PTSD and struggling with purpose than any other transparent piece of paper or message, and I haven't received that, Scheller said. And a tweet from Jack Pozobiec, Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller is a patriot. God bless him. Lieutenant Colonel Scheller's selfless act of bravery is no doubt controversial. The Marine Corps, unlike our Republic, is not a democratic institution. 
However, Scheller's willingness to put it all on the line for his fallen marines in arms deserves our admiration. Hurrah! And then, again, adding insult to injury. Military brass subject dissenting marine to humiliating exit after he called them on their bullshit. September 2nd, this is Western Journal. Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller, USMC, has become a viral hero among those outraged with how President Biden withdrew from Afghanistan. After 13 US service members, including 11 Marines, died in the Kabul airport bombing last week, Scheller went on Facebook to demand accountability from senior military leaders, including Defence Secretary Lloyd Austin, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff General Mark Milley and Marine Commandant General David H. Berger. Scheller was relieved for cause, something he said he accepted. My chain of command is doing exactly what I would do if I were in their shoes, he wrote on Facebook on Friday. There was nothing in his statements to indicate Scheller was acting for reasons other than his personal convictions. His military superiors decided to order him to undergo mental health screening anyway, according to a Facebook post by Scheller. I was evaluated by the mental health specialist and then sent on my way. My CO is a stand-up guy and I understand why he did it, but it brings up a couple of important issues, he added. First among these, he wrote, was excusing the actions of service members because of PTSD. Scheller argued that this does more damage to service members than any trauma in combat and is crippling them by failing to hold them accountable. Second was his issue with military leadership and how it handled mental health in comparison to COVID-19. Scheller wrote that accountability from senior leaders would alleviate feelings of guilt or shame in service members more than individual counselling. It would save thousands of lives. On May 6th, the Secretary of Defence Lloyd Austin said the most immediate threat to the DOD is covid According to the 2020 National Veterans Suicide Prevention Annual Report, the number of veteran suicide deaths documented in 2018 was well over 6,000, Scheller wrote, and the numbers continue to rise. So he does continue on, but I don't have time to cover all of those other articles that had lined up. But there are many calls for uh, Biden's impeachment, um, for... There's a, a Republican senator floating that he should be court-martialed. Um, other calls for Austin and Milley to resign. Um, typical traitor McConnell says no to impeachment. Um, that's no surprise, is it? So, um, And the Federalist has an article about impeaching Joe Biden as well because of the disgraceful handling of this withdrawal but I don't have time for that I'm just going to cover a little bit on the vaccine and Covid news now. Now since the uh, ridiculous approval that the FDA gave to the Pfizer vaccine we've seen many corporations now um, issuing vaccine mandates and there are more moves to make businesses demand passports and uh, it's just tyranny leaping forward. This is an article from fee.org, Foundation for Economic Education. Harvard epidemiologist says the case for COVID vaccine passports was just demolished. This was on August 30th. New research found that natural immunity offers exponentially more protection than COVID-19 vaccines. A newly published medical study found that infection from COVID-19 confers considerably longer lasting and stronger protection against the Delta variant of the virus than vaccines. The natural immune protection that develops after a SARS-CoV-2 infection offers considerably more of a shield against the Delta variant of the pandemic coronavirus than two doses of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, according to a large Israeli study that some scientists wish came with a don't try this at home label, science reported Thursday. The newly released data show people who once had a SARS-CoV-2 infection were much less likely than vaccinated people to get Delta, develop symptoms from it, or become hospitalised with serious COVID-19. 
Put another way, vaccinated individuals were 27 times more likely to get a symptomatic COVID infection than those with natural immunity from COVID. In Israel, this is a tweet from Martin Koldorf. In Israel, vaccinated individuals had 27 times higher risk of symptomatic COVID infection compared to those with natural immunity from prior COVID disease. No COVID deaths in either group. A death blow to vaccine passports? The findings come as many governments around the world are demanding citizens acquire vaccine passports to travel. New York City, France and the Canadian provinces of Quebec and British Columbia are among those who have recently embraced vaccine passports. Meanwhile, Australia has floated the idea of making higher vaccination rates a condition of lifting its lockdown in jurisdictions. While President Joe Biden is considering making interstate travel unlawful for people who have not been vaccinated for COVID-19. Vaccine passports are morally dubious for many reasons, not the least of which is that freedom of movement is a basic human right. However, vaccine passports become even more senseless in light of the new findings out of Israel and revelations from the CDC, some say. Harvard Medical School professor Martin Koldor said research showing that natural immunity offers exponentially more protection than vaccines means vaccine passports are both unscientific and discriminatory since they disproportionately affect working-class individuals. Prior COVID disease, many working-class, provides better immunity than vaccines, many professionals. So vaccine mandates are not only scientific nonsense, they are also discriminatory and unethical. Koldorf, a biostatistician and epidemiologist, observed on Twitter. Nor is the study out of Israel a one-off. Media reports show that no fewer than 15 academic studies have found that natural immunity offers immense protection from COVID-19. A tweet from Thomas Massey, among the most fraudulent messages of the CDC's campaign of deceit, is to force the vaccine on those with prior infection who have a greater degree of protection against all versions of the virus than those with any of the vaccines. And there's a link to a study, Horowitz, 15 studies that indicate natural immunity from prior infection. It's the 800-pound gorilla in the pandemic. Moreover, research, CDC research, shows that vaccinated individuals still get infected with COVID-19 and carry as much of the virus in their throat and nasal passage as unvaccinated individuals. High viral loads suggest an increased risk of transmission and raised concern that, unlike with other variants, vaccinated people infected with Delta can transmit the virus. CDC Rochelle Director Walensky noted following a Cape Cod outbreak that included mostly vaccinated individuals. These data suggest that vaccinated individuals are still spreading the virus much like unvaccinated individuals. The bottom line, vaccine passports would be immoral and a massive government overreach, even in the absence of these findings. There is simply no historical parallel for governments attempting to restrict the movements of healthy people over a respiratory virus in this manner. Yet the justification for vaccine passports becomes not just wrong, but absurd in the light of these new revelations. People who have had COVID already have significantly more protection from the virus than people who've been vaccinated. Meanwhile, people who've not had COVID and choose to not get vaccinated may or may not be making an unwise decision. But if they are, they are principally putting only themselves at risk. And so we've got more and more evidence coming out about this scandemic. Um, We have... We have a report from Need to Know News that says bombshell CDC counts those who die within 14 days of a COVID jab as unvaccinated. This was August 27th. We've got another report. This is from Children's Health Defence, also confirming fully vaccinated with Pfizer. You're six to 13 times more likely to get Delta than someone with natural immunity. 
The other thing that's been in the news is the fact that Israel, which is the country with the highest percentage of vaccinations or vaccinated people, has had thousands of cases of COVID-19, which really undermines the whole argument for vaccines and confirms what is being said about lack of immunity. And natural news, former Pfizer VP warns booster shot is an extermination weapon to mass murder human beings. I'm just going to pick out a couple of key points in this article. According to former Pfizer chief scientist, Dr. Michael Yaden, the COVID shots and their endless boosters are depopulation weapons designed to enslave and kill. It's time for the formerly dubbed fully vaccinated to wake up and realise that there is nothing ethical or scientific about what is being done to them. Just five months after being promised their freedom, the fully vaccinated are now being told they are inadequate, a subhuman species again, without a functioning and capable immune system. Trained to obey coercive authorities and abusive medical edicts, these human test rats are being psychologically controlled and physically restrained to a shortened life of pharmaceutical dependent dependence. As routine boosters are prepared for the population and the word mandatory is used to force these shots in seasonally, it's time to realise this isn't a vaccine, it's not protecting anyone. It's a wartime weapon, a depopulation programme. As vaccine manufacturers reap billions of dollars in extorted taxpayer funds, deploy propaganda and fraud and fight for dominion over people's lives, they have become mass murderers. Dr. Michael Yaden says there's absolutely no possible justification for the manufacture of COVID-19 vaccines and the upcoming onslaught of booster shots. Long-standing efficacious treatments and traditional Chinese herbal medicine offers a variety of solutions for common respiratory infections, including influenza viruses, enteroviruses like polio, RSV and coronavirus infections. But these treatments have been viciously attacked, censored and suppressed across the medical landscape as the public health gatekeepers restrain doctors and nurses from treating people early and saving lives. Dr. Yaden warns that the booster shot was forced into existence and is nothing more than an extermination weapon to destroy innate immunity, spur super viruses into existence and mass murder human beings. According to the clinical trials, the rate of adverse events is 10 times greater after the second shot. What will the third, fourth and fifth boosters do to the population as tens of thousands have already died off? And, of course, we know that they're discrediting ivermectin as a cure, um, calling it horse medicine because it's used as a horse dewormer, ignoring the fact that it has been a widely used um, human medicine for the last 35 years. But, of course, as always, you have to follow the money because this uh, vaccine production is such a cash cow that they just want it to go on and on and on. So um, I don't have time for anything else, really. Just to mention the UK is now planning to inject 12 to 15-year-olds with or without the consent of parents. That's more criminality, more tyranny. And Australian truckers are putting blockades up all over Australia to protest against these draconian Um, tyrannical lockdowns and tracking and it's quite horrific what is happening in Australia so I send lots of love to the Australians who are suffering under such a terrible regime. There's been a little bit of news on the election audits, Um, nothing ground shaking so I haven't covered it in this show, we'll see what happens next week. We're still waiting for the Arizona audit to be published because Some of the team went down with COVID and there's news of pressure on Georgia to conduct a forensic audit. But Raffensperger and Kemp are not uh, conceding that. And there's news in Wisconsin as well. So things are still moving. There are groups still going for uh, audits in all 50 states. 
it's believed that um, California actually fell to the Republicans. And we've already seen issues with this Newsom recall vote. So um, definitely still dirty works at the crossroads, as we say, but hopefully that will all be dealt with. And let's hope Larry Elder gets in in in, um, California although he did say that he felt that the 2020 election was legitimate, which really raised red flags for me. But anyway, so that's all for this week. I've run out of time, as always, and uh, I'd like to thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the show and that you'll join me for another Cosmic Creating show next week. Just as a reminder, my coaching website is the successalchemist.net. My web development website is thewebalchemist.net. And my book on manifestation is at empoweredmanifestation.com. Thank you to Nancy for producing. And stay well, be safe, and bye for now. You have been listening to the Cosmic Creating Radio Show with Jan Shaw, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. Live long and prosper. 